When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The month of March is Maple Syrup Month at the McKenzie Center in Poinette. The McKenzie Center is the DNR's education facility, and they tap more than 100 trees at this time of year with school tour groups. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, here with Ariel Christian. She's the Maple Program Director at the Center, and she explains why sugaring is part of the McKenzie Center experience. Yeah, so actually it goes way back to Harley McKenzie. Um, He is the person that has started the McKenzie Center as it is today. Um, This education program is because of Harley McKenzie, and in the 80s he started the Maple Education Program, and he actually planted a lot of these maple trees that actually don't normally live in this part of the state. And so he was very passionate about connecting with nature through um, maple sap collection. And so planting a lot of these trees created this program and has been happening since. And so it's a wonderful tradition that's been happening since the 80s. Part of my job is managing this program, coordinating this program, keeping this tradition alive. Um, And yeah, working with a lot of these wonderful, dedicated, passionate volunteers who have kept this program alive. Not only are you giving students a industry experience, you know, how to tap a tree, (laughs) what that entails, but also a history and culture of sugaring in Wisconsin. Yeah, the whole program kind of brings students um, back in time. They get to walk into a chipotle, which is um, a round dwelling that the Ho-Chunk have created um, in the 1300s. And then they learn about how Native Americans, mostly in northern Wisconsin, have harvested and used maple syrup, um, how they actually make maple sugar. And then they move into the pioneer age where people had metal and they would cook the sap in iron kettles over the fire. And then they move towards a little bit more modern um, with a large iron stove And that's actually how we cook it today. And that was developed in the Civil War era. So we still use that today. And it's been a huge part of the tradition here at McKenzie. I think it's important, too, for kiddos. That's one way to connect to nature is by harvesting the sap. And they get to taste it at the end. So they're connected with this place. Is it mostly for students? Or can anyone come and take a tour? It is more gauged towards fourth grade students in Wisconsin. But at the end of our season, April 2nd, the first Saturday in April, we always have our public maple festival. And there, anybody can come, anybody from the public. It's a free event. Um, They can learn all about the same process that the students go through. So they can come, they can learn all about how to identify a maple tree, what trees we've tapped, and then they can go through the whole interpretive section about the historical tradition of maple syruping. There's other things going on there too. We have a horse-drawn wagon that people can ride. Somebody comes and makes homemade ice cream and we can put maple syrup on our ice cream. Um, There's usually live music and popcorn and concessions and... Yeah, that's a great opportunity for anybody to come and enjoy that tradition here at McKenzie. April 2nd, the first Saturday in April from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. I want to talk numbers now so people understand the scale of what goes on here at the McKenzie Center. Give us an idea. How many trees are you tapping? How much maple syrup are you guys producing? How many people are coming out? 
In a normal year, we tap about 120 to 130 trees, and it really depends on the weather as to how much syrup we actually produce. So we really need those warm days above freezing, preferably in the 40s, and below freezing at night, so below 32. This year, we actually haven't been, the sap hasn't been flowing as much. So we'll see what kind of a year we get, it can always change. But we do tap a lot of trees. We collect every day, if we are cooking, we cook 100 gallons of sap when we do collect. And that makes about two and a half to three gallons of syrup a day. So if it's a good year, we can make a lot, a lot of syrup. And that syrup actually goes to all of our volunteers. Our 60, we have about 60 volunteers this year. Each of them will get so much syrup based on how much we actually produced. Many of them have been here since the beginning. Um, so that's wonderful to be a part of that. We have two educators, uh, myself included, and then we have about 30 visiting schools this year. And that includes about 1,055 students. Um, that come every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Are these kids coming from all over? Yeah, all over the state. You know, you mentioned 60 volunteers. You guys rely on those guys to make this programming possible. You said there's only two that are hired on. This program would not be possible without all these dedicated volunteers. And it's just such a pleasure to work with them all. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the pandemic. We're roughly, it's been roughly two years now since that came into Wisconsin. Have you guys recovered from that? I am new, pretty new. I've only, I've been here less than a year. So I have a hard time knowing what this place has been like before the pandemic. But I do know the Maple Program has, in the past, has had about, I think, up to 2,000 students. So I think we're, we're doing pretty well. And I think we have a little bit less volunteers than we've had in the past. So COVID has definitely affected the number of students coming out. And I know there has been school bus shortages in the state. And I think that has made a pretty big impact on field trips. What has this experience taught you so far, either about mapling or maple education, working with students? I've learned so much about the maple process, like collecting the sap, how much sap it actually takes to make syrup, and just so much, all of these volunteers have so much wisdom about the whole process. And it's just been wonderful to learn. But just seeing all these kids out here, for the short time they are, it does make an impact. In the past, many of them have come back for Maple Fest and show their families what tree they tapped, and they're very excited. Uh, many of them actually become the guides when they're here for Maple Fest. So I'm super excited to see that. And this is yeah. the DNR's educational facility here in Wisconsin, and you guys have a lot more going on the rest of the year. Yeah, we do. We have year-round programming. Um, in the winter, we get a lot of scout groups, and they love to focus on survival skills, so that's great, a lot of scout groups in the winter. Um, and normally, we do have many field trips here. Most schools will bring their middle school students to stay overnight in our lodge, in our residence center. With school groups, we do a lot of guided hikes, um, we have a little study pond and we collect macro invertebrates and learn all about water quality. Um, we have archery. And then in the summer, it's a little bit slower actually in the summer, but we've been focusing more on homeschool groups, day summer camps to come out for the day. Um, and then we do have a couple of bigger events. We have Mohi coming up in May, the Midwest Outdoor Heritage Education Expo, um, where middle school students from all over the state will come and learn archery, 
shooting skills. They'll do our pond study program that is organized by the Midwest Outdoor Heritage Center. We're a venue for that program. And then we have CODA, which kind of uses our residence center almost the entire month of July as their summer camp. So CODA is Kids of Deaf Adults. And when you're driving in, you also get to see some animal life, uh, bison. Tell me about the, the animal presence at McKenzie Center. Oh, yes. That's a very unique thing that I love about McKenzie Center. We have a wonderful wildlife exhibit. We have 12 native Wisconsin species that live here. Uh, most of them are rescues, so many of them were injured in the wild, and after they were rehabilitated, they could not survive in the wild. So they live here. It's the next best thing for lovely people, anybody to come and learn for free about these animals um, and get a close look at this, these wonderful wildlife. So yeah, we have bison, um, wolves. We have two timber wolves. Um, we have a Canada lynx two red foxes, and various birds of prey, uh, bald eagle, red-tailed hawk, a few owls, and a raven. How big is the park? Yeah, we have about 285 acres. Um, so yeah, we have the wildlife exhibit, the maple areas, um, our residence center, which includes the lodge and our dorms. We have a pretty sizable picnic area on the south side, as well as our um, south trail system, which is about, in total, it's about three to five miles of trails. And if you'd like to check out the McKenzie Center, Maple Festival is just around the corner. Program Director Ariel Christian says come out to Poinette April 2nd from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. to discover all things maple, from the history of sugaring in Wisconsin to tasting the final product called McKenzie Gold over some homemade ice cream. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.